Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello, and welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, my guests are Ariel and Juliana, game designers. I was just telling them, like, what an awesome job title that is. I'm sure it's not their actual job title, but I'd love (laughs) to hear more about how you guys launched into this and um, your story about how you got here, because you guys are both moms as well. You've been married, and uh, this journey, I'm sure, has been interesting with lots of twists and turns. Absolutely. Our official job titles are creators of fun. So it's about the best job title you could ever get. <laughs> That's what our business cards say. So cool. So tell us, yeah, where are you from? Like, how did it all happen? Well, I'm from Washington, D.C. and Juliana's from Miami, but we both live in L.A. now. And we were here for a long time before this all started. Uh, and we were both stay at home moms. We had um, careers in writing. We'd both been writers, but we were with our kids and we were playing a lot of escape rooms. Juliana was leading the charge on playing escape rooms. Um, and, but it's, you know, escape rooms are expensive and you have to get babysitters. So we really wanted to play an escape room at home. And at the time one didn't exist. So we thought this is such a great idea. Like the people who have at-home game nights and the people who play escape rooms are the same people and there should be a product on the market for them. So we decided to create one and uh, put it on Kickstarter and the Kickstarter exploded. And I will say the Kickstarter community is so great. There's so many resources on how to actually have a successful Kickstarter. So if you do the research, there's so much out there to help you really be successful on Kickstarter. And so that blew up. We ended up selling thousands of games on Kickstarter, and that caught the attention of a number of game companies who approached us to license the game. And we ultimately licensed it with Mattel, uh, which was incredible. And they're right here in Southern California with us. So we were able to go in and meet the team there. And they are such passionate gamers. Brian Yu, who runs the games department there, he actually had backed the Kickstarter. <laughs> like, So just so supportive and so great. And um, it has taken off from there. So Mattel has created an entire line of escape room in a box game. So we now, we just recently had designed the uh, third and fourth ones that we uh, will talk about in a little bit. Uh, And then we've gone on to design so many other things, both in the at-home tabletop game market, but also, you know, we've worked with theme parks, we've done music festivals and conventions, we've done uh, marketing and PR for film and TV. So it's just branched out into so many worlds because really puzzles and games are such a great way to get your audience to interact with the brand. So we've worked in all different kinds of mediums, which is so fun. Wow, that's incredible. Who knew? I mean, if you guys could have like looked into your future 15 years ago, like, would you have seen this as your? Well, no, I mean, 15 years ago, escape rooms didn't exist, right? They were relatively new. They're relatively new, this drive to have immersive um, interactions, you know, in both in theater and in all sorts of places where people actually get to do something instead of just passively observing. That's 
a moment, you know, that's having a moment now and it's incredible and we get to experience so many awesome things as well. So are you guys looking at like integrating VR into what you're doing currently and what you're moving into as you evolve into the future? We've worked with AR. We have a puzzle quest that's at the Santa Monica Pier. That's actually a historical tour of the Santa Monica Pier where you go through and as you're there in the physical space, you're on your app and solving puzzles and games, but then also you're getting these cool AR filters to take your different uh, prize photos. So we've worked a bit with AR um, and it's certainly never say never uh, to VR, but what we really love is getting people off of screens and actually interacting with each other and interacting with the real world. I think that's why interactive and immersive is having such a moment because everyone spends so much time on their screens. And so they're looking for an excuse. They're looking for something that's going to pull them out to really have a chance to have fun with their friends in a new way. Totally. And um, I don't know about you guys, but you know, my kids or my daughter and her friends, I mean, they are on their phones. They are the test generation for, you know, kids that grew up on screens and it's uh, it's a hard, it's hard to actually lure them into an entertaining enough experience for them to warrant their, 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 their attention. It's fascinating. And it's like, if I can dream up something that's exciting enough then I can definitely win <laughs> against the screen, <laughs> but if I can, I mean, I'm at a loss. I can really understand why um, this is such a great resource, especially for families right now with this lockdown, you've got your business must've exploded in the last couple of years. It's done really well. You know, it was interesting. Um, 2000, oh gosh, was it 2019 or 2020 now I'm losing all track of time, but it was supposed to be the year, you know, when the pandemic hit, that was supposed to be our year to do so many conventions and music festivals and that first month we we lost a lot of jobs you know as everything got canceled but then and so you know we were worried obviously but then as everything went virtual we were the top of a lot of people's lists because they were like oh wait you know how to do at home experiences so you know suddenly we were getting calls from people you know from you know we worked on like the invisible man cw's nancy drew escape the Sony escape room movies because these places would in normal times have had an in-person premiere, but they needed something to send to influencers instead. And they came to us. So it ended up being really great. That's and we so got to cool. work with really cool projects. That's awesome. So you guys are both moms. You got, you have, you both have two children, right? Yes. It's pretty exciting. School age kids. So you guys play these games with your kids. No, <laughs> um, we have every intention to design a, a game that our kids can play, but so far, everything we've designed has been, I'd say teenager and up, not that it's inappropriate because we've certainly tested our games with families, but the puzzle levels are a bit too difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we want to design something it's that our kids can play. Yeah, we've got a few things in the, in the works right now that will be like, well, okay, we can test this with our kids and, and that'll be really fun. So for sure, we will have something come out that we can play with our kids at some point. But uh, everything that we've done up till now, it's more targeted towards uh, family with somewhat older kids and, and adults. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm a little intimidated by the whole escape room idea. I'll be honest. There's like a lot of pressure and like, you know, if you're not particularly good at puzzles or riddles, like it can be, you know, confronting. Well, <laughs> so, I have a couple things yeah, to say. To we that. have, we have things. All right. All right I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> As a woman, let me say in my play tests, 
in our play tests, which is when you test the game with players before you put it out. Right. Cause we, we play test our games a lot to make sure they're fun. Right. It's always the women who say that they're not very good at puzzles. And then it's the women who have the right answer who are quietly saying, maybe we should, should we maybe look at this? And there's the, you know, the loud wrong guys are like, no, it's definitely this. And the woman is right. So, you know, even if you think you're bad at puzzles, you just, the best puzzles are designed in a way that people, you, that you can get there with your logic. And women and especially moms are so good at multitasking and thinking of so many different things wow. and putting together so many different things yeah. that I guarantee you are good at puzzles. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, I'm actually good at very complicated puzzles. It's true. <laughs> I'm very good at seeing patterns. I'm really good. But like, you know, when you sit down in those formal and settings, you know, and you're like, okay, who's going to do this first? <laughs> Um, and then, you know, the pressure, I get it. You know, you go into an escape room and you only have an hour to finish it. That is a lot of pressure. When you have it, I'm going to make a hard pitch here for our games because you bring them home. So yes, the box says that you're going to turn into a werewolf if you don't solve the puzzle in an hour. But truthfully, I'm just, I'm going to spoil it here. You don't actually turn into a werewolf <laughs> even if in an hour. So, and it's just on your, it's just on your dining room table. Right, right. You can finish it. No one is kicking you out. You know, however much money you spent, you get to finish the game no matter what. Yeah, your (laughs) kids can wake up in the middle of the night and you need to go put them back down to bed and then you can come back and finish the game. It's totally on your schedule. I love it at home escape room. <laughs> oh, so cool. You know, um, anxiety is an all-time high for teenagers, especially. I mean, I would think this would be kind of a positive anxiety though, because it's like, you know, creating cohesion and creating connection and creating engagement, like you said, but do you ever I like- call hear? it my meditation. Like this mm-hmm. was the chance for me to forget about all of the other things that were going on in my life and, mm-hmm. you know, driving me crazy and know that if I focus on this, this has very clear and concrete steps in order to succeed. It's a solvable problem where you can feel accomplished. So I think it's actually a really good antidote to so much of the anxiety that's happening in the world right now, where you're like, I don't know what to do about the pandemic, but I can solve this and that'll make me feel better. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but as a single mom, I haven't had a lot of time to date since I've been divorced. I've been divorced about almost 12 years now. And, um, I was, I've always been looking for ways to like, I don't want to say vet, but, you know, see if like the guy that I'm interested in is a viable option for me, because, you know, there's a lot at risk and my time is super, super valuable. I want to spend as most, the most of it with my kids as possible. And, uh, and I find games are actually a great way to get people's true colors to shine through. What are yours? What is your take on that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And in that case, go to an in-person escape room (laughs) where you are going to be put under pressure, right? Because you really get to see someone when they feel like they're about to not get out and are, you know, what is that person like under pressure? So in that case, I, I say go for the full pressure, make sure it's an expensive escape room, a hard one, has a very low escape, you know, rate. Right, right. And then like, really find out about them. Yeah. Right. Are they cheating? Are they like cutting corners? Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, so it's such a great way to get people to show their true colors. Like when competition comes in and, you know, it's so interesting, isn't it? Are they supporting you and your wins and recognizing when you're kind of quietly saying like, guys, maybe we should try this. Are they like, oh yeah, she said we should try that. Or are they like talking over you and discarding <laughs> all your suggestions? 
very informative. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> so many applications. I mean, I said, you guys probably don't feel like um, you have any limitations really in, in terms of what you're creating and where you're going and what you're expanding into. Yeah, our uh, our company motto is finding new ways to play. So mm. that's what we're always looking for. Like, how do we take it to the next level into a space where it might not have been explored before and bring gaming and puzzling and all of these really cool experiences to new audiences and in new ways. So we're always looking for the next way to do this. That is so exciting. And I feel like as adults, we don't play enough. And we look at play as like sex or alcohol or um, other avenues that are not as fulfilling as like true play. You know, uh, whether it's, I don't know, dancing or, you know, playing this game, I mean, solving a puzzle or, you know, playing a game. Like, we just don't really do it enough. We don't give ourselves All permission. Are not mutually exclusive. I mean, I wouldn't suggest drinking in an escape room, but, you know, <laughs> dancing in this game. Yeah. <laughs> sure, uh, why not? had to dance in order to get hints. True. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. I've got to play one of these games. So fun. Okay. So, <laughs> if somebody wants to buy one of these games for their uh, family, for their, you know, friends, like, where, where do they go? Where do they find these games? So, our website will be the best place to go. That's www.wildoptimist.com. And it's optimists, plural, because there's two of us, wildly optimistic ladies. Uh, so, www.wildoptimist.com. Uh, and you can click on products and find all of our games there. So, in addition to the escape room games, we have uh, the Crimes and Capers series, which is, if you recall those old murder mystery dinner parties where people used to come in character and have to solve a mystery. Uh, this is our updated take on that, where you are all working to solve a mystery and it's much more kind of logical deduction than what it used to be, where it was just like, read the script at the time you're supposed to read the script. <laughs> Right. I remember those games. So cool. That was really fun. So you guys are busy. You're, you know, entrepreneurs, your moms, um, your life is full at, you know, a, a very mildly spoken, I'm sure. And um, how do you balance it? I mean, how do you find your, your flow? I don't know if balance is the right word, but you know, how do you kind of juggle it all? Well, it certainly depends on the day. Um, days when the kids are going to school, it's better. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of random days home recently, right? Because of, you know, you know, we have been lucky so far, but like if another kid in the class has gotten COVID or, you know, whatever it is, there's been a lot of days home. And so I would say those days are very hard to balance, but, you know, you put on a movie and you can get like at least an hour of email done. Um, this, you know, I would say that there's a lot of focus on like you can balance. And I honestly don't know that that is true. I think that something, I think you just can't. And we just have to sort of work through that, but not put quite so much pressure on ourselves to succeed in all the ways. And if mm. there is a day when you can't get as much work done because the kid is homesick, you know, it's really great to have a partner um, so that we can cover for each other when that happens. Nice. And but I think being sort of nicer to ourselves when we don't succeed at balancing and doing everything is, you know, maybe a maybe a thought process we should be having more versus like, no, I have to get all of the things done or else I'm a failure. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. I know I do it. Um, I do it. And it's like funny when, it, when you let that pressure go, it's not like you get less done. Yeah, or even if you do sometimes get less done, I think this has been a, a difficult thing for me to learn, but also an incredibly valuable thing to learn that, you know, I think 
as moms and professionals and you're always trying to be like all of the things and I'm going to get all of the things done and it's like incredible how much I can get done but then there have been times where it's like if that's just not possible that's okay too and Mm -hmm. giving yourself that permission to say it's okay you've done a lot you'll continue to do a lot but if today you just didn't and today you had to kind of just take some time or today you had to take care of a sick child that's okay Mm, I love it. Wildly optimistic, accepting (laughs) and loving. It's it's really sweet. And I think our kids need to see that too, because honestly, they get really hard on themselves too. And even if we're not overtly doing it, they're so astute. I don't know about you guys, but I find that my daughter's so astute. Whatever I'm going through emotionally, she's picking up on, even if I'm trying to like mask it, because I don't really want to model that for her. There's just nothing I can really hide from this child. Yeah, absolutely. They pick up on everything. There's no question. It is incredible. Um, but when you were like feeling kind of low, you know, cause we all have those days, you know, you've been taking care of sick kids or, um, kids that have been home from school. So you got to be like the chief chef and the <laughs> housekeeper and the yeah. educator. <laughs> And the screen time manager. Um, It's like, how do you recharge? What's your go-to? So I have a few. I mean, I think I'm very lucky in that a thing that really does recharge me is actually research for work in that playing escape rooms and playing games and having, as I was talking about before, these kind of bite-sized manageable challenges that I can take on and then go through. And then, you know, we've solved the room or we played the game and I feel like, okay, that was like a fun chance to relax and recharge that is, I think, incredibly restorative for me. Um, and then um, massages, if I can run and get them. <laughs> nice. I love it. Good for you. Did you play games before this career came yes. into play? You did. Okay. That's interesting. That's so cool. So you know, on some level, you probably manifested it, you know, because if you really love it like that, you know, like it's in yeah, your we were heart. Both lifelong passionate gamers. And so this always been a part of our lives (laughs) so cool nice how about you Ariel uh yeah in terms of self-care yeah um, like what um, you do to kind of recharge uh a massage is also great when I can run out and do it if I don't have time for that I'll you know lie down for 20 minutes or play a couple minutes of a video game um just anything where I can kind of shut down my brain is important. And you're doing yoga regularly too, I think it's helping. I'm trying to do yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yoga is the best. When it's but really... even, even like five minutes of yoga, you know, does help. Yeah. I love that you said that because a lot of the people who are listening, a lot of our listeners, a lot of the women are constantly feeling overwhelmed and they don't always realize that they can give themselves permission. Like you guys were talking about earlier to to, to shut down to play a video game, to read, to, um, you know, just five minutes of yoga, it can be enough. And so I think it's helpful when we share our stories, you know, to help, you know, our audience, you guys out there listening, like it's enough, you know, to take five minutes, it can actually change your entire afternoon. (laughs) It can make you a better parent. It can make you more productive at work. Um, So it's really, it's really valuable. So I really appreciate you guys sharing what you do because everyone's really different actually. Yeah. And that guilt that sometimes we, we have because uh, we shouldn't be doing this or we should be more productive doing that, like that actually takes so much energy, so much. 
Yeah. I think having someone in your life and I will, I will thank Ariel for being, I'm like, well, we have to, you know, respond to this email and I have to write up the proposal for this and blah, blah, blah. But like, I think, you know, my kid was up in the middle of the night and I'm exhausted. I didn't get to sleep. Like she is really good at being that external voice. That's like, take a nap. Like you can get all, like, we can get all of that stuff done. Like I'll take this off your plate. And then this, you can just do tomorrow. Like it's not due right now. You need to go take a nap because you will be far more productive after that than if you try to just push through. That's amazing. So you guys were friends before you became business partners. It sounds like. Yes, but not for as long as would probably have been, you know, she was one of my newest friends. Yeah, yeah I would say. Uh, and then, yeah, we just both had these similar interests of uh, gaming and then escape rooms. And then once we had the idea and it just, we were both so excited about the idea. And then she became the person who I text and talk to more than anyone else. Yeah. And so okay. if you look at just the amount of like conversation and time spent together, even though like timeline wise, she's one of the newer people in my life time interacting wise she's probably at like the top of the pile <laughs> totally um i wanted to name my daughter ariel actually um but oh. but her, her dad wasn't really into it. it apparently like in in europe it just has a couple different it's really for men actually i think in in germany and switzerland and france it's less so for for a girl and it's the name of like a laundry detergent but i didn't care i think it's a beautiful oh, name a toilet paper <laughs> oh it isn't okay there you go but i just love the name i just, just think it's just so beautiful i too am from washington dc originally Originally, um, just oh, northern. Well, I grew up. My mom was in Northern Virginia, and my dad was like in Bethesda. And, I'm from Bethesda. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so he lived off of Sangamore and um, Mass Ave, so over there. So yeah, so it's just a, that's just it's yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to grow up. Yeah, it's lovely over there. <laughs> yeah, and actually, my daughter's middle name is Juliet. So when I saw your names, oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are just, and then your your energy is just incredible. Um, for those of you who can't see them right now, they're like, they're, you can, they, there's a kinship, you know, I thought they were sisters when I first saw them. Yeah. Many um, people. Yeah. We've even yeah. been twins. Like, are you twins? Well, they don't, you guys don't look alike, but you just have this energy about you, you know, and I love that you support each other uh, in the ways that you do, because that's just going to ensure your long-term success. And I have to say that, um, I coach a lot of doctors and, um, a lot of these career doctors who are at the top of their field at Hopkins, they have like three full-time jobs. And um, they're totally worn out and there's zero play in their lives. And many of them are trying to get their health back on track because they're running themselves into the ground and they're going to burn out in their sixties. Then they're not quite ready to retire. And I just, I just can't emphasize enough how important it is to play to our listeners and that there's so many different ways that play shows up. And I love this inspiration that you guys are giving us. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. there's so many scientific studies on, you know, like how your brain actually works better and is more creative and just better, like clearer thinking after you've given it that recreation time, like after you've given it that break where you're like, Hey, right now, just have fun. Like you don't need to, to work too hard. And we as game designers have to keep that in mind that when people are playing these games, their brains are in that recreation mode. So like when we first started, I think there was a lot of 
oh, we'll just, you know, write these kind of instructions or whatever it is. And just learning people don't read, people aren't following <laughs> instructions because their brains are in these recreational modes. So you have to signpost in other ways using, you know, shapes or colors or fonts, whatever, to kind of get them to the place that you want them to make the connections that they make. And it's because it, it's this really beautiful thing of their brain having recreation mode so that it can then when it goes back into work and life it'll be much better performance level yeah it's absolutely true absolutely true and people think that it's not part of a healthy lifestyle and it absolutely is and it looks different for everybody yeah absolutely i think giving people a framework too because especially as adults we're so far from it you know if you say to kids like all right, everyone now dance, they're dancing. And we're like, now you're an elephant. And now they're all elephants. And adults are like, what are you doing? I don't know how to be an elephant. <laughs> right? You know how to be an elephant, but okay. <laughs> we'll give you like a slower on-ramp. So I think that board games and, you know, even interactive experiences, but they give adults those guides and those signposts that they need to say, here's how you can kind of come in and here's how you can start to let go. And here's how you can start to play so that they can have those same wonderful experiences. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for the reminder and thank you for the work that you do. And, uh, you notice like when the kids are around 12, 11, 12 is when that kind of inhibitive self comes in and starts to question everything. And we as adults need to kind of start to shed that a little. I mean, it'd be nice if our kids in that age did too, but they just, they don't as easily. I don't know if you guys are seeing it with your kids, but as I think you, one of you has a 10 year old, right? I have a 10 year old. I'm starting to see those little traces of like, whatever I don't care <laughs> no you're 10 like what is this teenager doing but but he still has that kid like I can do anything sort of feeling which which I love that's so great well I wish you guys the best of luck and thank you so much for being on the show oh thank you for having us yeah it's been great speaking with you thank you for listening to vitality women leading audaciously Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, Tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.